people need to be self-aware to be like, okay, who am I? What am I good at? What's my plan? And, and understand these things from the beginning. And if you didn't think about it at the beginning, stop and think about it now. This is The E-Commerce Leader, a show for you, the owner of a thriving online business. In this shorter episode, we bring you our hot takes on topical and central e-commerce subjects, fresh from our expert panel, Chris Green, Jason Miles, Kyle Hamer, and myself, Michael Beasley. Let's jump in. Today's sponsor is Eva, the most intelligent Amazon scaling toolkit online. Amazon sellers need exact, quick-to-read profit reports. Many sellers already pay a lot of money for these. Eva has world-class finance analytics with crystal-clear graphs included at no extra cost. Eva serves hundreds of seven-figure sellers, averaging a 51% increase in profits. To get a 15-day free trial, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Eva. That's amazingfba.com forward slash E-V-A. Know your skill set. You might be an entrepreneur who's great at starting at zero and going to one, right? Like you might be great creating, you might be awesome at product development or recognizing trends or recognizing keyword analysis and data and gaps in the marketplace on uh, on Amazon. But what took you from zero to one, you are don't have the skill set or experience to go from one to two, the next level in that business. Yeah. So yeah. recognizing that and selling it even if it's a little bit early, even if you're not maximizing your profits potential for that business, it's still putting it out there on a high and you're going to maximize your profit potential. You might not maximize the profit potential of the business, but it is going to be for you because what could happen is that you might run it, but you might start to run it and it starts to decline because you don't have mm-hmm. the skill set to do it because your expertise is going from zero to one. And so just leverage that and then yeah. you can sell it. You can find the next trend, find the next thing that's ready to roll. And you can be back to doing what you love to do. Cause some people just are good at that. And other people are good at taking it and taking it to the next level and maintaining it and growing it at a professional, a brand level and kind of taking it to that next role. Yeah. That's where my mind kind of went with this stuff as the, uh, the realization of a marketplace that emerges around this idea of buying and selling e-commerce. What it makes you realize is, you know, and I always tell my story, I wanted to be an online seller for 10 years and I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know how to go from zero to version one of anything. And I just watched other people do it. I watched the Davis Bino infomercial for years. And then finally, you know, in desperation, when we needed to, we kind of figured it out with eBay. But now if there's a ready marketplace where you literally can look at business opportunities and say, Oh, I could totally run that one. Mm-hmm. That's something I know about. That's something I like. That's something I'm passionate about. It really creates an interesting opportunity for new on-ramps for people who aren't dumb. I mean, they're not bad people. They don't know how. I'm one of them. I was like, I'm not a zero to one guy. I'm not very good at that. It's like, I wasn't dumb back then. I could have run something. I just didn't know how to start it. So if I could have bought something, and there's so many ways to buy things, you know, you can do you can do an earn-in, you can do, uh, you know, owner financing where you buy it off somebody over time. That You know, you, there's loans readily available for anything <laughs> on the planet right now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many ways to buy. And so to me, that's the interesting part of this conversation is the buy side more than the sell side. But that's just sort of how I'm wired. And so I, I love the whole thing and the marketplace that's emerging. So you both kind of mentioned this idea of getting your ducks in order, being ready to to sell properly. I think that's probably a top of mind 
conversation. So let's unpack that a little bit. So, I mean, the obvious thing is you want to begin with the end in mind, Kyle, as you said, and Chris, you want to get your, you know, your personal, you know, things set aside and clean, clean out your business. What else, what else should people be aware of as they in particular think about an Amazon business, for example, that is going to be prepared to sell? Is there anything that you would just specifically say, look into this, look into that, or any, any further tips on that part of it? Yeah, this isn't a, this is not a solo venture. You need to put together a team mm-hmm. to support what you're going to do. You need to have the right, you know, CPA. You need to have the right lead, the lawyer. I mean, you need to put together the right team. Yeah. And as your business is growing anyway, you probably have that team. However, mm-hmm. I would say you want to go out and find people that have experience in doing mm-hmm. exactly this thing. Like you don't want to ask yeah. your CPA who's, who's barely understands Amazon for you at this point. Yeah. Right. And like, Hey, how do I sell this thing? Oh, you just treat it like any other business because there are nuances and specifics yeah. to this business to in order to maximize your profit. You got to have the right team members. And you're saying that I know we both know insider like mind here is that you and I are working with someone right now on the sale of their business. We're helping them prepare their and presentation docs, like the marketing documents for it, just to, you know, the sale of it and, uh, and thinking through the, that process w- with the client. And uh, it's been a fun process and we're excited to be able to do that. And I think you're right. That's a key part. Chris, what's your thought on how else to get right before you sell? Well, it, it, it's kind of jumping on two things you guys have, have been saying or, or something both of you have said. And I think maybe a simpler way to phrase it is that people need to be self-aware to be like, okay, who am I? What am I good at? What's my plan? And, and understand these things from the beginning. And if you didn't think about it at the beginning, stop and think about it now. Because I've seen a lot of sellers on Amazon who are like, they see big numbers. They're like, what, you mean you can sell an FBA account for like this much money? And they're like, yeah, I, I want to do that. And it's like, whoa, dude, you you don't know how to do that. Okay. Like you haven't built something that can be sold, right? Like surprise, you've built yourself a job and not a business where like you can't actually sell it. So if you want to sell it, you have to be aware of what it takes to sell. You have to be aware that, Oh, I do need to get a lawyer involved. You have to be aware of like, Oh, wait a minute. What's, what's going on. And a very common thing that I've seen where people are not self-aware and myself included when we started scan power and it was growing and I was like, I didn't know what we were doing. We just kind of did it because it was fun and we got really popular. We were the right place at the right time. My business partner, Paul, at the time said, look, we can either have control or we can grow. And mm-hmm. I've thought about that constantly because if, if you want full control, if you want 100% ownership of your business, then you do have a max of how big you can get. Like it might right. be pretty big, mm-hmm. but it's there's still going to be a limit. Now, if you want to grow past that, you need to be working with and partner with people who know how to take something to the next level, to a higher level than you know, or you're capable of taking it, whether it's needing extra people or extra knowledge or extra connections, whatever that might be. That means giving up control. And I've seen so many people unable to give up even 1% of control because it's their baby, right? Like I get it. I've been there. Like, Oh no, I think this is mine. Like it's connected to me. It's on, it's literally like say, they say baby because it's literally feels like your child. Right. Like there's a strong emotional connection to it. And no, I can't sell part of it. I can't have someone else come in who may not care about this as much as I do. And you have to overcome that and say, yes, if I want to grow, if I want to reach more people, I want my message to be out there to more people in the world. I want to help more customers. If you want that growth, you've got to be able to give up control. And it's something I think people just need to stop and think about. It doesn't have to flip the switch right away, but think about it and be like, you know what? I do want to grow. I do want to help more people. I do see a big opportunity here. And I, I can do it. I can give up some control and, and then do that. And then say, okay, what's, what's the plan? And as your team grows and say, look, we need to sell. We need to bring somebody in. We need yeah. to give up what that takes and build a team of trusted people who know what they're doing. And then 
then you can really grow and change the world. Well, you mentioned an interesting idea, which is, of course, selling part of your business for strategic purposes to have cash to grow, have mm-hmm. uh, strategic advice from a new partner, et cetera, et cetera. So that's a whole different split on this, which is awesome. I mean, that's a, that's a topic in and of itself. That's a future podcast for sure. But I, where I wanted to go with the conversation a little bit, so we'll leave that as an open loop for another. Where I wanted to go with this one is also the top end of the deal where big companies, multi-billion dollar companies, Thrasios of the world, are rolling up e-commerce operators and just buying people outright and making it pretty darn easy, or at least you guys tell me what you think in terms of you know the acquisition offers they're making to smaller uh, sellers. What, what's your thought on that whole trend? And is it going to continue? Is it, a, is it a moment in time? Or is this just the beginning of something new where people start little operations and they sell them to bigger operators. What's your thought on that, Kyle? You go first. Then Chris. I think that it's just indicative of the maturing of a market. I think most markets go through sort of an aggregation phase. And then, then after it sort of stabilizes, then the innovators then move on to sort of the next piece of it and they start to innovate again and then it starts to cycle over again. So I think that's kind of where we're at with it. We're in the aggregation phase of this where you have big brands like you mentioned, Theracio, and there's a handful of others that are, you know, venture backed or equity backed and they have billions of dollars. And they're really making they're making smart acquisitions. Oftentimes, they're structuring these deals where they're not putting out a ton of capital, but there is an earn out with it, right? So they're they're paying the profits, uh, they're paying for the business over a time frame, and and then but the benefit to the to the seller is one they get some infusion of capital, but two is that they get plugged into these systems, right? That these big aggregators have, and those systems allow them to sort of take that to the next step, and therefore they make the the company potentially, hopefully, more profitable as it goes. So their actual earning potential on the sale of the business is actually expanding over that period of time. So that would be the pro argument. The con argument is that, you know, they don't run the business successfully or something happens in the marketplace or something happens with that product, you know, that they have and it, it doesn't work out and therefore you don't are not able to capitalize on that money um, out of the yeah. gate. But I do think that that trend is here and I think it's here to stay. Yeah. Chris, what are your thoughts? I think it's the exact control versus growth thing we we just touched on. Like, yeah. like, yes, you can grow. And a lot of these aggregators are run or, or closely tied to people who formerly worked at Amazon mm-hmm. who have, mm-hmm. I don't say like inside scoop, but definitely, you know, knowledge of marketplace systems, you know, the Amazon right. way of doing things, how to optimize listings and say, look, we have this information and we can scale it out across multiple brands. Let's find some brands that, that have like a passionate fan base and, and have like great products. And let's use our knowledge and, and systems to grow those brands. I, I think it's smart. Yeah. I think it goes back to being self-aware and being like, hey, you know what? I really like going from zero to one. I really like launching a brand and getting my first 10,000 uh, customers and growing it to a million dollar you know, a, a month in sales. That's not necessarily what they're even good at or even like doing mm-hmm. to where they can yeah. say, look, I, I want to buy and sell to Thrasio and I want to do it again. I'm going to make another yeah. brand and sell. So they keep doing what they're good at. They're self-aware. And then they ha- now have a partner to say, yes, perfect. I'll do what I'm good at. And I'm going I'm to hand you this little thing over here and you take it and I'm going to get my cut and you get your cut. And that way everybody's doing what they're good at and what they yeah. like doing yeah. um, without trying to be someone else. Like it, yeah. it, self-awareness is a, is a bigger part of this than I think people realize. Yeah, I totally yeah. agree. Okay. So next hot, hot question, hot, hot uh, take we need from you guys is what are your thoughts on the multiples available to people who sell and you know, what, what you can expect to get for your business? What's your th- 
thought on how that works, your opinion on it. I have a point of view on this as well. So, Kyle, what, what do you think? How, how does this work currently for e-commerce operators? And Sure. You know, yeah. The, the value of your business is what someone's willing to pay for it. Okay, but I know. But let me break that down because, but but that is true. So yes. the, there is there is no fixed like you know chart that you look at and be like, okay, this is it. Yeah. Now there are there are guidelines for it, and what I mean by that is that they those multiples can change, and I would say on average, you can see a multiple in the like the four X range for an FBA business. It has been trending up over the last I would say twenty four months. So people are, are willing to spend more or pay you more as a multiple. So let's say like a 4X multiple on an FBA business is not uncommon. What do but you mean by 4X? Walk it, but break it down for people who are not like for my aunt sure. who's watching this show. What does that sure. mean? Sure. So you're typically going to see four times your, your, your net profit or your EBITDA, right? Which is, you know, your earnings before in, uh, taxes and all that fun stuff, right? So that number is you find that number on your rolling 12 months on like a PL and then you multiply that by four and that is typically the the price that you're going to get for your business step one have a PL done you do need you need okay, so step two decide if you've made any profit or not step three multiply times four exactly hot, here's my four other times zero is still zero yeah exactly exactly right my other take on this is that you, if you don't care about your numbers, like ultimately you're not a numbers person, you're not driven by your numbers, you will be by the time you get into the process yeah, of trying to sell sure. your business because you yeah. have to be, right? And if you want to lose money and leave money on the table, you yeah. ignore what your numbers look like and sure. how do you you are you're thinking about those things. So, Chris, so know, yeah, your, so 4X. 4X Chris, what's your thought is. on uh, the multiples available and how that nuance uh, plays out? I, I am not a multiples guy. This is not an area of expertise for me at all. I do want to like help people split up the ideas of different types of Amazon businesses. When we talk about an Amazon business, I think people are defaulting to selling and then defaulting back to probably FBA type business right. using Seller Central. Yeah. There are two other main ones that, that I work more closely with, Merch by Amazon and Kindle Direct Publishing, KDP. They're both going to be royalty-based. So you're going to simply get royalty checks for the products that Amazon sold. Now, how you drive traffic and how you you know, get sales and do all of those things is of course in the marketing and the brand building and all that stuff. But it's very different to say, look, this is how much royalties I get every month. That's it without having to get into inventory costs and lead times and all this other stuff that's gonna be a little more complicated in the FBA side. There are some stories of people who have sold Merch by Amazon accounts. I don't know the exact numbers of how they were breaking it up. Four to seven X, I think I've heard kind of thrown around a little bit if you're bringing in consistent royalties without you know, needing to be there as the owner doing specific marketing things to actually drive sales, where if all of a sudden you're not there, that goes away and the, the royalties go down. But that's what people are going to look at if they're looking at a Merch by Amazon and a KDP business. And those businesses can be rolled up and sold just like an FBA business. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. My, my thinking on this is if you get, let's just say 4X, what, what you're saying is that you're going to get four years of future earnings at your current level of earnings. If your business is growing quickly, then you have to think through that math and think, well, that's, you know, if I, if I doubled in the next four years, then that, that, if I retain the business, then what, what am I giving away in terms of future growth? I really, really debate the merits of selling an enterprise you've built for 4X 
And and I I think it's a circum now if you don't like the business and you know you know you're going to ruin it sure. if you stay in it then you should dump it, but if you've built something that you can hand off to a manager and there's margin to retain it and have basically little to no personal day to day involvement you know have a manager where you meet with once a week, and you draw a hundred dollars a month out of the business you're still retaining an asset that could grow and grow and grow and grow. And, you know, so to me, I'm not a huge fan of like, oh, my gosh, I can sell my business. I'm going to do that. I just don't see the yeah. logic in it. <laughs> yeah, that's because you're self-aware that right. you actually like what you're doing. You've built something you enjoy, not just yeah. I need to make money. I heard you can make money flipping wholesale. So you build right. this wholesale right. business full of products that you don't care about. You're like, I don't right. know what right. that is. Yeah. I don't even know right. what's in that box, but we're going to send yeah. it to FBA and sell it. Right. Yeah. Now, I would also say, though, that 4X multiple. Yeah. Is typically going to be on an FBA business that has an owner operator. Mm -hmm. They're still day to day in the business. Once, yeah. soon as you move it over to what you described, mm -hmm. where you have a team in place, you are not doing day to day management. Your multiple can push closer to six or even seven. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So it does change the dynamic and also right. the growth curve that you're on that you yeah. mentioned too. Yeah. The higher your growth curve is, the more you can sort of make yeah. a claim for a higher multiple. If you're starting to flatline your growth, then obviously yeah. your multiple starts to then hit a cap and maybe even yeah. decline. Yeah, no, this is a great thought. So final commentary from me, which is another open loop for another conversation. So I think we've got two of these. We've got bringing in equity partners for growth. And then this is another open loop, which is be the roller <laughs> of the ups. You, you acquire more and you roll up. And you build an enterprise that puts together three or four or five or six companies. Uh, that's the journey Cinnamon and I've been on for the last three and a half years or so. And so I think that's a hot topic to consider for people who like the idea of scaling in a different, unique way. And so I would say that's another open loop that we can uh, unpack in a future podcast. So guys, I love this topic. I think this is uh, just genius stuff. And so let me recap. The opportunity to sell your business or even buy a business is becoming more and more readily available for us. To do it right, you want to think through your financials, your process, and get your business ready to sell. As Kyle said, begin with the end in mind on it and have it ready to sell to someone else. Consider the valuation and the multiples you might be able to get. Think through whether that really makes sense for you. And then, of course, get a team around you of wise practitioner, lawyer, CPA, business coach can really help you put it together wisely so that you optimize your situation. Does that sound like a decent summary of the topic? Absolutely. Yeah. Love it. All right, guys, let's wrap here. And thanks again, everybody for listening with us. It's an honor to be able to do the show. Love to have you subscribe and uh, follow us on the call in app. And then if you're watching this subsequently anywhere else, once we push this video out to our groups, then be sure to come in to the call-in app, find the show, the e-commerce leader show. And we're did you know we're ranked in call-in app? Ooh. We're in the top 50 business podcasts in call-in. Hey. And there are more than 50. <laughs> oh, that, that's, that was my What's next up? question. So Yes. Our subscribership is growing. So, but you know, it's a beginning effort for going from zero to one on this deal. So it's fun. Right, so. There we go. All right, you guys. Good times, good times. Thanks for hanging out with me today. And uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. That was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vesey in London, England. And Jason Miles in Seattle, Washington. 
If you liked this content, don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app. For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.theecommerceleader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening.